Um, so I have a question for the children, for you to think about as you're finding your seats. seats. Um, what does a lifeguard do? Think about that for a minute. Now, I know the lifeguard at a pool has lots of little jobs, like blowing the whistle and telling you not to run around the pool, right? But what is a lifeguard's main job? Yes. What's a, what does a lifeguard do? Yes? Protect people from not getting hurt. Who else wants to fill that out for us a little bit? You are right on the money. Uh, Timmy, what does a lifeguard do? They guard your life. I love the semantic approach. That's really impressive. What are they mostly protecting people from? What's their main job? Nora, what are they protecting people from? From people drowning, right? Oh, Ethan, I just saw your hand. Do you want to add to that or was that your answer, Ethan Taylor? Is that what you were going to say? Okay, we're going to come back to you. All right, so they are there to save somebody's life from drowning, right? A lifeguard is a savior, saver, a rescuer, right? And the reason I want us to think about lifeguards this morning is because Jesus' job was a little bit like the job of a lifeguard. Right when baby Jesus was born, the angels announced his birth by saying, see if this sounds familiar, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord. So on the very day that Jesus was born, like we were just seeing, otherworldly messengers announced that he was a savior, a saver, right? Now, if you went to the founder of any other world religion and you walked up to them and you said, savior, he would say or she would say, no, 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 that's, that's not quite right. That's not who I am. But if you, went, if you go to Jesus and you say, savior, he says, yes, right? Jesus was born to be a saver. But why do we need a rescuer? It's because our hearts are drowning, drowning in our sins, right? We keep doing things we don't mean to do, that we don't want to do, things that hurt other people. And it's important to know that Christians actually have the most sober view of people, of anybody on the planet, right? Followers of Jesus, kids, believe that all of us humans are so stuck in our independence, in our rebellion against God. We're in so much life-threatening trouble that we need a rescuer. That without God's help, it's like we're drowning. The Bible actually says it even more seriously. It says that we're dead in our sins. And all the other religions of the world look into the water at drowning people and they toss them a manual on how to swim. So maybe it's a book like, let's see our slide. Maybe it's a book like The Complete Idiot's Guide to Swimming. Okay, so here's my next question for you kids. Do you think that would work if you were drowning? Ethan, you get the first shot at this. If you were drowning and somebody threw you a book about how to swim well, do you think that would work? What do you think, Ethan? Mm-mm. Shaking your head. What do you think? Yeah, Bella. No, why? Why not? Why would it not work? Because the book is heavy. So, out of the mouths of babes, it would weigh you down, not help you. Yes, Ben. You can't read that fast, right? You're actually drowning. You can't read fast enough. Ethan, what do you want to add? Who's going to speed read under the water? Thank you, right? It's not going to help you. If you're drowning, you need someone to rescue you. 
And the story we acted out this morning shows us that actually everybody needs a rescuer, right? Poor, marginalized people like the shepherds, rich, influential people like the magi, local people, foreign people, people from everywhere. The saver was born for all of them. So I want you to imagine something. Kids, can you put on your imagination caps? You've been doing so much good imagining this morning. Imagine that you're at the pool and the lifeguard notices that one of the kids in the pool is struggling. One of the kids is starting to drown. So I want everyone, kids and grown-ups, close your eyes and imagine what you would hear while that was happening. First of all, the lifeguard would probably blow his whistle to get everybody out of the pool. Keep your eyes closed. Listen, what are you hearing? You'd hear the whistle and the kids getting out of the pool. And then you would probably hear the lifeguard's feet running to go get the life preserver. But then when he was ready to get in the water to rescue the child, what would be the next sound you heard? What would be the first sound of the rescue? Yeah, Rowan, what would be the first sound? Well, maybe you'd hear the kid. What would be the first sound you heard from the <laughs> lifeguard? Yes, James. A splash, right? As the rescuer dove into the water. The history, the story that we acted out today is a lot like that first splash. The moment when Jesus, the Savior, came into our world to rescue us. This is the splash in God's rescue story. Because when Jesus was born, it was like the moment the life card comes into the pool, right? Where the drowning person is. The rescue isn't finished yet at that point, but the rescuer's on the scene. So when Jesus was born as a baby, it would be years, right, before Jesus died in our place, before he killed death itself, before he rose again to, to give us life. But Christmas is the splash. God was in the water with us. The Savior was on the scene. The rescue had started. Now, I said before that the way of Jesus gives us the most sober news about humanity. We are drowning. But it also gives us the most hopeful news about humanity. Because if we're drowning, then our rescue depends entirely and completely on the skill of the lifeguard, right? It doesn't depend on how quickly we can speed read or learn to swim, right? If it's about the strength of the rescuer, then anybody can be rescued, right? Anybody can be saved. You don't even have to be able to read the swim manual. If the lifeguard is good at his job, right, then that's all you need. And the good news of Jesus that we think about at Christmas is that Jesus, the Savior, is good at his job. He's a good rescuer. He can, he can rescue anybody, right? So at Christmas, we celebrate the first sound of our rescue. When the word world, the whole world heard that first splash, Jesus was in the water with us. Our rescue had started. We were too stuck. We were stuck. We're stuck in our rebellion. We're too far from God. We're too dead in our hearts to ever save ourselves. But splash, the lifeguard was in the water. Splash, the Savior was in the world. We were in good hands. We could exhale. So the story of Jesus' birth reminds us of the bad news and the good news about people. 
The bad news is we all have hearts that are drowning. We're more sinful and more flawed than we ever dared to admit or believe. We're beyond the point of any self-help solution. No idiot's guide to swimming is going to help us because we're already drowning. But the good news is God sent us a lifeguard who's good at his job. He is good enough to rescue anybody. And he loves us enough that he doesn't just want to rescue us. He actually wants to take us home and adopt us into his family. So kids, think about what those angels said. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a rescuer, a saver, a savior, who is Christ the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the celebration of this splash when the rescue had started and we were in good hands. We thank you, Lord, that you don't just send us a swim manual, toss a swim manual into the water to weigh us down. But you knew we were beyond that, Lord. You knew we needed you to rescue us. And you are so good at your job that you can rescue anybody, Lord. May we celebrate that rescue this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen.